0: This idea
1: comes
0: from the old people. I'm only repeating to you what they've told to to me and to many other people.
1: I don't care if you believe we came from Stardust, or whether you believe we came from the Sturgeon, or whether you believe we came over a land bridge right? or you believe we came down some coastal migration, you can believe whatever you want to believe, doesn't change the fact that we were here first. Period.
0: Yes, this we can totally agree on. But in any community, many of us are going to have a difference of opinion from the small things to the big things. But what if our big differences involve whether we should be in the treaty process or not? Now that's a huge
1: discussion.
0: Ace, whale, Stalo Nation. My name is Teresa Warbus and we believe in Stalo. Together we will engage in all things related to our journey towards self-government. This podcast, Stalo Signal, is the audio component to our very independent newsletter by the same name. For this episode, I talked to Winona Hall, who has strong opinions about a lot of things, but I'll let her introduce herself.
1: My name is Winona Hall. I'm from the Hall family from Skowkill. My dad is the late Bob Hall Sr. and my mom is a settler, Donna Kickbush. And my paternal grandparents are the late Gordon and Blossom Hall from Skowkill. And my maternal grandparents are uh, settlers Margaret Kickbush and the late Don Kickbush. And I currently live and reside on the Skowkill First Nations community so i'm currently um, an associate professor at the university of the fraser valley teaching in the indigenous studies program i um, did my phd in indigenous governance uh, focused on the stalo people and i did my master's degree on stalo justice and what that looks like for our people and my ba degree was a joint major in criminology and psychology
0: So basically, Winona is an all-around powerful woman warrior. She's been outspoken about the BC Treaty process, and in our interview, she doesn't mince words.
1: Like this starts with a lie. Starts where somehow they, the provincial government has some kind of jurisdiction over our land. When they can't show us, they can't point to any legal arrangement to how they gained access to our land, right? That's why it's unseated. It's still ours. And then the other thing we need to do is have a look at the treaties across Canada. We can't forget that there's other treaties that have been signed mm-hmm. all across Canada except for this province, mm-hmm. and being aware that has Canada honoured those mm-hmm. treaties? right? Mm-hmm. And so perhaps, and we have a little bit of negotiation power to say, you know what, before we even move forward here, why don't you have a look at the treaties you've already signed, mm-hmm. and see if you're doing your job there before you come and ask us to, to sign one when you have this track record of not honouring the treaties you've already signed. So there
0: you have it. She said it. Two arguments that so many of our community members make about why we should not be in treaty. I've heard these before, and yes, this is our land. All of it. Unceded Stello territory. And yes, Canada has a lot to answer for the way treaties have been implemented in the past. All that said, I do have my own thoughts about the value of the specific work that we, the Stella are in at the moment. But this is Winona's moment, so let's go deeper into what she has to say.
1: An early experience that I had with some people, which I didn't have the language then, but I do now, was they were using fear as a way to motivate us. And in the moment, I remember feeling that fear and like, what's that about? And that, why, why are we using fear? So there's things being said like, look out your window. What do you see? And I'm like, a lot of land. No, there's no land left. You need to get on board and sign right away before it's all gone. At the time, the mentality that we had going was, I believe, part of that poverty colonial mentality that just looking at those postage stamps that we call reserves. Mm right? Mm -hmm. Look at that little tiny postage stamp. That's all we have left. Mm -hmm. And that's not true. There's lots of land out there. I can't remember when or or pick a certain moment, but I remember getting a little bit jaded. Like I'm always conscious of where I put my energy. Mm -hmm. And I always want to put my energy where I feel it's being reciprocated because I believe in that. Like you build and build and build and build as opposed to places that just deplete.
0: Winona and I talked about so much that this really could be two podcasts. She's talked about how terrible the Indian Act is, which I totally agree, and how great it is that the United Nations Declaration on Indigenous People has been acknowledged in the Canadian and BC Legislature. She talked about the Indigenous Child Welfare Bill C-92 giving us all jurisdiction over our children and reminded us that the Doctrine of Discovery, which supposedly entitled Europeans to lay claim to North America land, has been renounced by courts and churches all over the world.
1: Nobody in their right mind is going to claim that the doctrine of discovery is why we now, why the settlers now own the land. <laughs> and the other point I think I need to make is we, we don't need to cede our land to get rid of the Indian Act. Right? I think that is, um, is simplifying the argument when really we could decide today that we are no longer living under the Indian Act. That's our decision to make as Indigenous peoples, right? If you look at even going back to the Royal Proclamation of 1763, where where our treaty rights and our Indigenous rights were first written into colonial legislation, even in 1763, that Royal Proclamation acknowledged that it was just recognizing and affirming, not giving us our rights. Our rights come from our birthright, right? Our rights come from our ancestors. Nobody can take that away. And you can't write that out of legislation or write it into legislation. But legislation can certainly acknowledge right, and affirm that those rights are there.
0: That's right. We are governing ourselves already. We're smart and powerful people ready to look after our own affairs. So I'm thinking, we have so many points that we agree on. Why not treaty? When I reflect back on all we've talked about, and if it really is just about the process itself, this has turned off so many people. So what would Winona want a treaty or some other type of nation-to-nation agreement to look like, even if it is just the process itself and how to start?
1: Now I'm getting excited. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, exactly. And that's the conversation we need to have. Because I honestly believe that we have more than enough brilliant, bright people to sit down and say, okay, what does a treaty really look like, right? And trust me, it will be one that everybody will get behind. And our worldview has always been to share. If you look back at all of our shwoqyum, all of our teachings from all our sili it's all about sharing, sharing, sharing. And we have a worldview of abundance. So we don't have a problem with that. In fact, I've heard a lot of, like, squalqual stories around how excited our ancestors were when the settlers came. Because, well, I kind of... Um, put in my own little piece here and think, well, they must have been bored with each other, right? We've been living here for so long with just us and all these interesting different types of people. They probably got excited, I can imagine.
0: I love here how she's so focused on incorporating our teachings into the way we govern ourselves. So one of my questions to her was, why aren't you one of our leaders? And in many ways she is, but we do need more people to come and support
1: these processes in a really active way. Um, no, I, I think I would like to continue the conversation. I think it's a really important one. I appreciate all the different areas that we did uh, just touch on. So yeah, I just wanna thank you for um, giving me the, the opportunity to express some of my thoughts and some of my opinions. So
0: we haven't had a chance to chat again since this interview, but our treaty outreach team is going to reach out to Winona and her family for sure. So much of what she talks about is what we are doing. We've been in this process a long time, but things have changed significantly in just the past couple of years. We are writing our own treaty in our own way, which will recognize our lawmaking powers on our treaty lands. Okay, not all saltamuch but a thousand percent more than what we have now, and give us guaranteed revenue to control our own destiny. Our Aboriginal rights and title will not be extinguished. We will be able to adapt this agreement over time, the principles of undripped will be incorporated, and all the past loans for negotiating treaty have been forgiven, and not just for us, for every community in the modern treaty process. So what's not to agree on? This idea comes from the old people. I'm only repeating to you what they've told to, to me and to many other people. Well, that's a wrap on our episode. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Please check out our website, sxta.bc.ca. Join our Facebook group, the SXTA. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter or email us at outreach at sxta.bc.ca. You can even give us a call at 604. 604- We really appreciate your time, your love, and your attention. And please share this podcast episode with all your friends. Hit the like button and we will see you in our next episode as we continue to go down the road of talking about self-government. Thank you.